What's the good word? It's Reno KOQ checking in live from Queens, New York with my girl Bashak on The Social, the show about all things culture, community, and connection. Only on the beat London. Let's get it. Now, you have heard about it, all show. And when I tell you all show, I mean it. For this month's Pioneer Series, we have the amazing Zarina Akers with me. Hi, Zarina. How are you doing? Hello. Hello. How are you? Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for being on the show. I know it's a little early outside, so extra appreciate, you know, the chatting. Now, before we get into it, of course, I have to ask you about COVID. Uh, Are you good? How's the period been for you? And um, what have you learned about yourself during this time? I'm good. Um, Yeah, it's been interesting. I think, you know, kind of it's been like an unprecedented time and and none of us have really had this much time on our hands, you know, in the past year. And it's kind of like outside of everything morbid, obviously, that's going on that has went on with the pandemic. And so many people have lost loved ones. um, But it's really been a test of like, you know, how would you then treat your time, you know, and then how are you going to kind of utilize that time? Uh, You know, so I learned a lot about, you know, my capacity, you know what I mean? And how much work I could actually do and get done, Um, you know, and then just a lot about space and like how I get a little bit more creative when I, when I do have, you know, I'm able to like take some time off and like, you know, take a beat to rest. It like makes a world of a difference. (laughs) And how important rest is to our creative process as well. Like, yeah, exactly. we've never, I don't know about you, but I live in London, right? I don't stop. We, we don't stop. It's, it's forever on the go, city life. And um, it's not the most healthy. It should yeah, be that's the thing. It is. That's the thing, you know, so I've definitely learned to like value that time, just like time being home and like enjoying mm. my space, mm. you know, like it, it definitely makes a difference. And it like it allowed me to kind of tap back in to get creative, even um, like all the work we did with Chloe and Hallie, uh, you know, it was interesting because like no brands early in the pandemic were lending, you know, so you yep. couldn't even get like looks from showrooms or anything like that. So we were like making everything, you know, and like designing things custom, you know, so it was really cool. Take you back to the, you know, when you first started out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That vibe, DIY, <laughs> put it together and get it done no matter what, very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Now you mentioned in previous interviews that um, style starts with people first. And I feel like that's a very interesting nugget and it really kind of resonated with me. Um, I think the line of work you're in is amazing. I think it's very challenging. I think it's very intimate. I don't know how you do it because even me right now, <laughs> nobody could tell me, I don't think accurately what to wear that I would love. So like that quickly, right? How do you go about figuring out someone's personal style um, when let's say you're having a first one-on-one interaction? Right. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, it's so personal. And I feel like, yeah, again, like no one could, if I'm in a project, like no one could actually dress me. Like I'm right. I'm going to style myself like it's fine, but like, oh, uh, sorry. That's all good. Uh, like Zoom life. We love it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, and like, that's the thing. So like when we, um, you know, when I'm working with a client, a new client, I really feed off of, it's like really a collaboration, right? Like, okay, 
what is it that you like? What is it that you want? How do you see things? Because I think oftentimes people also have in their mind something that they may not have communicated, like you may not find in the creative boards and like they'll just kind of have this this like kind of assumption almost or like this this expectation in their mind. So I try to pull that out mm-hmm. first and then it's like mix who do you want to be almost? Yeah, that, yeah, exactly, exactly. And then mix in and explore what my thoughts are and what are those thoughts that are like, what are kind of those initial visuals that pop up in my head, you know, those initial kind of references and things like that. And then give them a rack of what they want and then a rack of what I want, you know, like like kind of have a mix, you know, so definitely covering what they, you know, expect and what is going to make them comfortable or what I'm used to, like silhouettes that they usually wear, you know, just as a safety net and then pushing them into some new, some newer things like, you know, like, you know, kind of trying to push their limits and see where we land. I'm loving all the words coming out of your mouth right now. It's like <laughs> on earth for any female just to kind of listen about silhouettes and things. And and definitely also, you know, people have such a tough time, I think, kind of trying something new. So you in my mind would be there as a guiding light of like, well, you know, your buddy could suit this if you tried it or if you did. Right. Because people kind of get used to, you know, used to like wearing a certain thing, maybe not mixing colors and prints and like, and then, you know, and then, and you can get kind of a bit complacent, you know, with mm. style and just kind of mm. go to your normal, go to like your usual thing. But like, you know, whether it's like trying a new silhouette or exploring, you know, mixing and matching colors and, you mm. know, it's always something new, you know, even with working with huge pop stars, like there's always something that they haven't done yet, you know, and I always try to find like what those things are. I love it. Yeah. We love seeing it come to life. So yeah, <laughs> keep the, keep up the good work. Very, very cool. Now let's talk about... I can't do this interview without talking about Black is King because that ish shut the internet down. Your looks uh, shut the internet down. For those that don't know, Zarina is Beyonce's personal stylist as well as many other amazing artists. But of course, Beyonce is Beyonce. Talk about it for a minute. Um, how does it feel for you to personally be able to contribute to the culture in in the way that you have that people are replicating these looks for Halloween and, and, and just living in this moment forever almost because it doesn't ever end and that's what great art does right it kind of has a has a livelihood of its own and yeah and it, and it can outlive us all yeah. you know and it can outlive you and outlive us all I think it's, it's really profound to be like contributing to such a platform you know like where people are then it's they're inspired to recreate it they're they're realizing that they they're, which is like them tapping into their capabilities you know as creators it's really cool and it's like bizarre to kind of think that a lot of these images and this imagery will honestly outlive me wow. you know so but yeah like, legacy legacy <laughs> legacy for real that's very cool and how yeah. was the moment of actually when you guys were in it was it like a fantasy world because that's what it looks like there's so much going oh, on no oh, H-E double hockey sticks. I don't even know if I can like use that word but no it was like brutal okay like fashion and styling is like not glamorous at all it's a lot of schlepping you know a lot of like heavy lifting and you know things are bro- breaking and we're tra- it was like a traveling circus we went from like you know so many we shot at so many different locations and like taking all the wardrobe with us it was brutal it was brutal but it was gorgeous it was stunning and we got to like 
you know, chop her into the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Oh. Like, who gets to do that? You know, yeah, like, where there is, like, a reservation of, of Native Americans that live at the bottom. You know, it's like, we get to, like, you got to, like, just do so many, so many awesome things in the process that it definitely made it all worth it. Mm. Um, and we were really allowed the creative freedom because it wasn't so constricted. We were, like, kind of free-flowing, you know, day by day. And, like, you know, so some shots would pop up that maybe weren't planned. Mm. And, you know, and then we got to just, like, be creative, you know, be creative in the space. You had you had to, you know, you had to get yeah, creative. Like now or never as well. You go yeah. all on, on, on the board. You all, exactly. You and that's why I think it became so, like, almost overwhelming to see because because we were shooting it moment by moment. I wanted every moment to be to be able to stand on its own right like I wanted every moment when she stepped out of that trailer or stepped out of her glam room like everybody was just like gagging or like you know I wanted everyone to like to like say "Ooh, ah okay but when you put it all together it's like it's like a feast and now you're like kind of overloading I love that let's talk about that for a moment because you beyond anybody else almost has to have the skill which you obviously have, but it's a tough one to have, which is zooming in and out. You exactly. Zoom into the moment and then be able to zoom out of the moment kind of very instantaneously. Yeah. And understand it's- a concept before it comes to life and you're creating in your head, you're creating in real life. Like how does that whole process happen for you in your, in your mind? <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, I think maybe in hindsight, I probably would have like maybe made some things more simple, you know, or like, but but you know, we I think we landed where we landed. And I think it was perfect for the moment. We were in the middle of the pandemic and everyone needed an escape, an, a visual escape. And we all kind of craved, and I think it needed fantasy, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it came at really perfect timing. Um, and then for the black community and everything that all of the unrest that was going on across the world, um, you know, in response to police brutality, it like kind of created this like unifying mm. um, thing, I think, amongst people. So it had perfect timing for sure. I love it. This moment of black excellence and we're going to be opulent no matter what, right? Yes, exactly. Very exactly. Well, I love it. Let's talk about that for a minute. Now, you are credited um, for really going out across the aisle and reaching out to young designers, pulling looks for young designers, as well as, you know, our tried and tested great, great names. Um, why is that important to you? Because you have often put people who are not on the map yet um, on the map and you've been able to match them with somebody like Beyonce. The impact is evident. The impact is obvious. Why do you feel like that's something that you will continue doing? Because while I was doing research for this interview, it was, you know, constant, almost a guiding principle that that was the tone I was getting from you. Um, around this and I wanted to understand a little bit more you know how that started and because you don't have to and you choose to and I think it's beautiful yeah well it honestly started out of kind of a necessity um when I first was like managing her personal wardrobe every five minutes like another celebrity was wearing something you know so it's like okay maybe you get something you maybe try to do it a custom colorway but then when someone wear it you know it's like okay who wore it best and it's like how to avoid that you know I think and I found that a taking someone like her and then giving her something like giving these other more independent brands a platform um like that and bringing her something new that she hasn't seen before you know labels that she hasn't seen before and like it gets exciting you know it excites her excites her like excites the rest of us you know so um but then it also kind of allowed me to have a longer shelf life so if i had this custom thing from this independent brand 
if she didn't wear it straight away, like it was fine. Even if she wore it a year later, like when it found its time, because there were so many brands that we used, even in Black is King that we had been trying to use for a few years. And then it just, when they found their moment, you know, like like Loza Maleombo, the striped black and white, like striped look in already, you know, we had tried so many different, on so many different occasions, but when it does happen, it like, you know, the timing is perfect and it's able to like really push push the brand. I mean, I've spoken to some of these designers and one of them, particularly Sarah Dior from Tangoro, she did maybe two looks in the in the film. And after Beyonce wore her clothes, which she wore, she wore clothes twice before, mm-hmm. she went from employing seven people to then employing 50 people, wow. you know, and just the reach, you know, and that's in Senegal, in Dakar, Senegal. So like, the reach on like how many families then she's able to like help feed, mm-hmm. you know, like it just makes a difference real. other than it's like kind of shoveling. And then also like you want things that you can afford. So like I can put her in like couture after couture, but like, how are you going to relate to it? You know, your fan base want to kind of be able to like access things that you style. do. Yeah. You know? So like, I think it, that's when it's like, Oh, I can buy this too. And it kind of just creates like a genuine thread, you know? Yeah. Very, very cool. Yeah. I love that. And then for those designers who do, you know, have Beyonce wearing them, I mean, life changing, life changing beyond. Right. It doesn't happen. And I think. And then the visibility, mm-hmm. like, yeah, then they get, you know, then they're getting this press and the magazines are talking about them and showing their thing. You know, it like it can, it, it changes their lives, you know? So it's not only for these huge corporations, you know, to like to gain, you know? So like we can, like, you know, just supporting independent brands, I think it's just. I love it. And yeah, I think it, it makes a long way. bigger names more competitive in a good way where they have to kind of be a bit more creative now. They don't get yeah, to exactly. rest on their laurels because there's this exactly. up and coming undercurrent almost of, of society that, you know, they want they want the spot. Exactly. Very, exactly. very cool. Like evening the playing field, you know. Exactly. Always. Yeah. And it's really cool. You are the conduit for that. I think that's a really special, sacred, beautiful place just to sit, if I, if I can call mm-hmm. it. That. Thank you. Yeah. That actually blends really nicely to the work you are doing, launching uh, Black-owned everything. I know you're wearing one right now. I can see. It looks great. <laughs> Rep it. I love it. Um, for those of you who don't know, that is Zarina's uh, self-owned marketplace that she started, and it showcases all things fashion. Uh, you know, Black fashion, uh, kind of homeware, and lots of other amazing, great stuff. And it's you know, it's become something of a community from what I can gather and see. It feels quite homely, and I love it. why was it important for you to launch the website version after the Instagram page and and how has that been received yeah um you know I thought that like I was like okay now how can we take this a step further we launched the Instagram last summer um and it got like a tremendous response we we in three days we had 10,000 followers we had 20k in a week and then we grew up to about 100k in a month and okay it's like okay now how can we I thought to myself like how can we take something that like create this into something that now we own you know Mm -hmm. so if people are coming here to our instagram to discover new brands and discover cool things to buy and support how can we make that process more seamless you know so now you have a go-to destination where you can just like find find these things um you know find like these cool creators from like jewelry home fashion Mm. even i want to get into like tech and food as well yeah and like you know it's been really well received i'm gonna um it's been an interesting thing because we really created something that kind of didn't really exist so we had to kind of frankenstein 
two sites to like do something that, you know, they didn't really do. And now they're designing components to make it work more seamlessly, you know? So we're kind of shifting, you know, the way Shopify works and, you know, so it's been, it's been an interesting ride for sure. It was definitely well-received, um, but I'll be kind of working to like pivot it and, and like just keep evolving it because I feel like I don't see the reason you know why we should get kind of pigeonholed or expect it to be like this kind of generic site like why can't we sure. you know do drops one week you know and then switch it you know so I kind of want to just kind of keep switching it up you know I love yeah it. and how does a brand or a product anyone listening and who wants to like get in front of you and wants to get in front of the site how do they get involved yeah, um, uh, DMing us is always like good. We actually do look at everything. And then on the site at the bottom, there's a link that says be on black owned everything. Yeah. And you can go through that and like kind of import your products from Shopify and you'll be in the queue so that when we're when we start to bring on new brands, you'll be, um, you know, one of the ones that we're reviewing. I to love bring it. On. Very, very cool. You guys heard it here first. Get on Black Owned Everything. Get involved. It is an incredible. Yes, BlackOwnedEverything.co. Co, exactly. <laughs> co, yeah. Uh, and then get involved. You know, she's doing incredible work. We're going to be back after the break. You're listening to The Social with Bashak. Don't go anywhere. What's up, guys? You are listening to The Beat London on a 3.6 FM with me, Bashak, on my show, The Social. We are very much getting social once more with Zarina Akers, stylist to the stars. Hi, Zarina. How are you? Still with us? Yes, I'm still here. (laughs) Now, for the second half of play, I want to talk about your creative process in a sense, right? When you're first pulling a look, what's the very first thing that comes to your mind? Because... You have this immediate moment you have to cater to, which is the audience. And then you have the second moment that you need to cater to, which is the cultural impact, right? How do you dance between those two things? And do you know instinctively that, you know, a specific look that Beyonce, you know, with the hat, for example, did you know that was going to be the moment it was? Or can you never know until you step away? You you kind of never know. I mean, I like to immediately, I, I, it depends on the project, you know, so sometimes I'll kind of immediately have a vision. Like I remember having the vision of like wanting to do these like ombre looks or, you know, or some looks, honestly, I may have made for a previous project that we didn't use and that then kind of found their way or we were able to design a set around it. Um, but there are moments where like I would, um, I would sort of, I guess like it, it kind of it really depends on on the project you know it depends on the project and like and like what we're doing so like even like the hat look the formation hat look that i did when i was in uh we were fitting for another music video and but i but we were fitting in the space of the rehearsals okay. that they were doing for the super bowl so all i kept hearing was like i say i say <laughs> so i was just like singing the song and like doing oh, no. you know, doing the looks and but again it was for like another it was like maybe pray you catch me that was what it was intended that's what i was doing the fittings for and in the end 
Like I had this hat and the hat was too big for the, the fit model that I was using. So it kept falling over her face. Like I was like, oh, I'll just pat it later. And it kept falling. And like she was and then eventually it like fell over her eyes. And I was like, well, that's kind of cool like that. Let's just like take a picture. Well, and and then when I when I presented it, I, I showed the photos of, of the hat over the eyes and 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 be loved it you know and that's how that came about <laughs> wow what a, what a, so it's like allowing yourself to like allowing things to evolve you know you maybe have the intention to do one thing but like really allowing it to change you know and kind of catch a flow and be a little bit more more free-flowing mm. is important surrendering to the process like yeah exactly sometimes it's gonna tell you what it is yeah exactly exactly so it's kind of it was just crazy how it all happened i love it Speaking about Beyonce, if I may, how would you describe her signature style? And then how would you describe your signature style? In three words each, please. Um, well, I can't really describe her signature style. I think, I mean, I think, you know, she's her own person and, you know, she's, we all like what we like you know, when we like it, you know? Yeah. Um, but for myself, I would definitely say, um, um, I would say androgynous, experimental, um, and risky <laughs> i've been enjoying my body a lot more so i've been like wearing much more like scandalous things you know and like showing my body and celebrating my you know how where i am right now you know i love that that's my number one requirement post lockdown i'm like i will be wearing cloth yes it's like i'm young i don't have any children right now it's like it's like into the wind we are free yes. females. I love it. Very, very cool. Now, you are someone who really loves pushing against the grain, to your point, even about, you know, being risky. It comes out, right? I can, I can feel it. What advice would you give to any young kind of stylist, the next generation that want to be a part, dream to be part of this world? Um, you know, I, it definitely takes a lot of work. Um, I'd say start where you are. You know, and I feel like I feel like things that you love to do, you would probably do them for free. You know, so I think that there's a way to start and even whether it's like styling your friends, doing a photo shoot, buying, returning, you know, and figure out a way um, to just start. But then also don't be afraid to like learn under other people. You know, I think a lot of people today are, are kind of uh, obsessed with like instant gratification and they want to maybe just work under someone for like five minutes so they can soak it up and leave and go on their own. But it takes time, um, you know, making mistakes under other people's dimes is what they used to used to call it um, when I was coming up. And but don't be afraid to do that. I think it, it, you know, unless you're, you know, I think to be a stylist, it's definitely what they don't talk about is the the financial standing you have to be in, you know, because it's a lot of credit cards and managing of that, of expenses and fronting money to then be paid back, you know. If you even um, get paid back sometimes. Yeah. You I mean, know. yeah, no, oh no, you I'm I'm getting paid back. Like I'm not <laughs> playing those days, you know what I mean? But oh, like yeah. I mean, there it happens. It does happen, you know, it's like being prepared you know, and like learning to like manage fine jewelry. Cause like, those are the like holes that people don't really, really realize, you know, when you, if you misplace one ring, you know, you may be like, you know, 1800 bucks out of pocket, you know, or whatever it is, if you're able to even just negotiate the rate down. So 
you know, I'd say to start where you start, but like really take the time and, and learn the space, you know, and be able to work under people. Don't be afraid to work under people and like learn and, and watch mm-hmm. what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The student of the game. That is the way. Yeah. I completely agree. I think everybody wants that instant flavor without putting in the work in that you need. To, you know, time is the best You know, teacher always. And uh you know i love that you said that because i think it's an important lesson for all of us to kind of always like keep committed to the vision stay hungry like it will come but no it takes a minute exactly it takes a minute i mean i worked for free for like four years you know i mean i mean kind of gone are the days like i think we used to be like free internships that don't really exist here in the u.s anymore but like you know but yeah it takes it definitely takes it takes 10 years to become an overnight success yes (laughs) gems i love it very and did you feel like you would always get to this level like did you always know in your soul like okay this is gonna be my life number one and number two i'm gonna do it at this at the highest level like did you or did you surprise yourself almost um i i just kept trucking like i feel like i took the long way up i took the stairs you know, probably did take the escalator <laughs> or the elevator, like really like learn my way. Um, so I'm, I mean, I'm constantly amazed by the things I get to do, you know, um, I'm constantly amazed. Like, I can't even say like, I'm, I'm like, I'm always in awe of, of the next thing, you know, but I've learned to, to kind of accept it, you know, and like, and like live in it and be in it and celebrate, you know. Um, but still it's important. It's always been important for me to like, just being humble in general. Cause I recognize that many people, you know, I mean, you, I mean, as quick as it comes, as quick as it goes, you know? So some people as glamorous as may, as it may look, you're like kind of one gig away, you know, you can be like one gig away from like, you know, losing it all. You know what I mean? Or like one, no foul posts one you know, bad reputation you know reputation yeah exactly exactly right. so it's like you kind of never know you never know when you're going to need people treat people okay. well like that intern in three short years will be your boss you it know what can. i mean like, it can happen like that you know so always be mindful of like how you're treating people yeah very very cool now before we get into some games i would like <laughs> to know what your self-care routine is when this conversation goes live it will be sunday um and in the spirit of not being overly busy now that we're coming out of the pandemic we're gonna now nourish our bodies take care of ourselves we're gonna rest all that good stuff how do you zarina chill out what do you need to chill out what what do you look for um oh my gosh so many things like first of all i have a rose garden so i like garden and like plant herbs and like stuff like that so it's just good to like i like just enjoying my backyard really i like get in a swing and like smell the roses and like eat oranges off the tree like literally yeah it's like so um but between that i like physical therapy is important to me like just like making sure my body's in, t- in tech I, in check. I actually have a, a massage today and I'm going to see my favorite lady, Helena, for two hours. You know, like, yeah. like put me back together. Um, but like keeping like, a, you know, a kind of a standard amount of like physical touch. And even if it's just like regular massages, um, it's just kind of important for me. I try to work out and hike. I don't have as much time to do it 
as regularly as I would like, but, <laughs> but I do like enjoy hiking and like, and working out. I think mentally, you know, it really just kind of keeps my spirits up, you know, when I'm able to kind of get my heart rate going and like doing something that like feels good for my body. Um, I go in and out of eating healthy. Like I, sometimes I'm vegan, sometimes I'm not. It's like, that's how I enjoy life. It's like eating good food. Um, you know, but like, yeah, like it's like oh, a delicious so, meal, you so know, so some good massage, like flooding my body with good things, you know, it's, it's how I do. And then the unspoken way to like release stress is just like getting down and shaking your tail, like, yes. like, get, like just dancing, right? Like, I'm like, I just want to do a good right thing with, with my friends and like dance to like some trap music, like. Yes. <laughs> Get dressed up, look cute. Like, we're exactly. We're on the same wave, Serena. We're on the same wave. We're going to wear cloth. Yeah. Out in London. It's going to be great. It's going to be really Exactly. Very, very cool. Now, let's get into some music. Actually, before we do that, final question for you. What is your favorite go-to look you'll put on, like garments, if mm. you want to feel like a powerful woman? Okay, so it used to be a monochromatic suit. Like I used to love suiting and like a bright colored suit, right? But then the pandemic hit. Yeah. So like who the world is wearing a suit right now? You know what I mean? Like I'm like, I look at my suits and I'm like, really? Like do I really put a blazer? Like not really. So right now it's like scandal of all scandals, you know? And that's what makes me feel powerful. Like something super sexy, with cutouts, bitchy, oh. a heel, short shorts, long legs, like like just like oh, into the wind. And it makes me feel just so powerful, you know? Like, cause it's like, okay, like I can I can walk into the room like this and command the same respect. Like, what's up? You know? Hundred and ten. Thousand and ten. And that's important. Like, you know, love the skin you're in. No matter what. Yeah, I've been like, I've definitely been like flexing that more, just more often of like having much more fluidity and like what I am, what I'm wearing and exploring my femininity and like just like being unapologetic about it. I love it. Divine feminine out on the town. Like, exactly. I love it. I love it. Very cool. Now, shout out Fabian for these questions because they're great. I'm going to give you a line from a famous song. Okay. Oh my goodness. No, it's okay. Super easy. Yeah. Like, it's super easy. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. And then Just you go. <laughs> and then you finish, you finish the letter, right? Um, so this is girls, you know you better watch out. Some guys, some guys are only about number one. Oh, girls, guys. Uh, uh, that thing, that yeah, thing, that thing. <laughs> down. You got two more to go. Okay. Um, which Dolly Parton song was covered by Whitney Houston that went on to sell over 4 million copies? Um, Dolly Parton. All right, I'm just going to... Should I give you the... I can give you the most choice options. Yes, I'll give you the most choice. <laughs> I was, I was kind of not giving it to you because I, I thought you were going to get it. All right. No, because um, I was going to say, and, and I will always love you, but I was like... I, I don't know. That was my answer. That's, that's it? That's it? Ah, okay. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. I'm in the game. I'm still in the game. game. Okay. For the third and final one. 
a queen, a famous queen. <laughs> What's well, notably said? Always stay gracious. Best revenge is yours. paper. Hey. Period. <laughs> Three out of three, there you have it. <laughs> okay, that was easier than that I thought. Easy. I was scared. <laughs> you killed all of these tunes. Uh, thank you so, so much for being on the show. It's been such a pleasure to have you. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. This was fun. All right, guys, you are listening to the Beat London 103.6 FM. We are, of course, going to play a little Beyonce. Don't go anywhere. Hey.